Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And that would make me Mike. Mike, I noticed you have a different facial hair configuration tonight. Yes. What's going on with my, you? Uh, my cheeks are, and my chin are pretty naked right now. Uh, I do have some stubble. Uh, and it's it's taking some getting used to, but uh, I did uh, get a different job, um, and as part of it, I didn't have to shave my beard, but it was kind of like, hey, you can either shave your beard or you have to wear like a beard, a beard net. net, and I'm like, nah, bro. My beard was humongous, uh, and coincidentally as you can see covered a lot of fat on my face <laughs> but um uh i think that maybe in retrospect i might not have taken it the whole way down like i did because it was down to like an eighth of an inch but uh eh, it'll grow back it's hair not a big yeah. deal yeah you know not the uh not the largest uh, thing i have to worry about in my life but my mustache is rather hard to make out on this camera apparently but in real life it's got a very tom Selleck like uh appeal oh, to it, it which um yeah which you know if you can look past the uh five chins the mustache really does pull it all together <laughs> i i was gonna say you have almost like a mike patton-esque look <laughs> going on right now i didn't have to cut my hair for it though and i don't have to wear a hairnet which is something that really that's interesting it really gets me like yeah it's okay if your head hair falls in it's okay if your mustache hair falls in you're you know may i disclose that you are in a food service yeah, aspect yeah yeah situation yes yeah, absolutely so. uh i haven't been I haven't been in any kind of food service related work uh since i was a teenager mm. So this is uh, it's a little bit of a, of a new thing for me, but it's a new opportunity. Um, I think that the benefits uh, of the job definitely outweigh the cons for me of, of uh, not having my beard. And plus, I can grow it back whenever I want. I yeah. just have to wear a net if it's... Uh, I believe it was described to me that in food service circles, if the hair is long enough that you can pull it out... Yeah that you can't have it and i'm like i need to grow like a steel strength beard like where it could be down to my chest and you can pull on it and nothing will come out of it yeah you could have like midgets hang on it and stuff like fucking birds falling out of it yeah. shit though that's the only bad thing like all the stuff that i ate for the last week might still be in there like i don't know what those fantastic little crunchy black things were that were in that salad but it was amazing and i'll be like oops <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, something i ate last week yeah so yeah i mean for the time being i will be uh uh maybe 98 percent of the mic that i was <laughs> uh, i you're still all the mic that i need so oh i i appreciate that yeah. uh my children um my 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 second oldest uh came out of the bathroom and laughed in my face when i did it and said that's not right that's not what you look like <laughs> uh, <laughs> which which i totally appreciated <laughs> because i was like that's not what i look like obviously it is because i didn't have classic surgery done to look like this when i took my beard that's down like that's like a um like like a they might be giant song be what you're like what you are because i'm having a wonderful time but i'd rather be whistling in the dark oh my goodness my, my youngest uh kind of went 
and gave me like a look and then everything was cool afterwards i think she likes the way the stubble tickles her face which is not something she got she does also miss pulling it though because she would uh Uh. my hair and my beard two places that always got fingers intertwined and fists yeah you know getting pulled and stuff now my uh my oldest didn't really say anything she kind of looked at me and was like oh okay it's not the first time i've shaved trimmed down my beard really close and stuff before for her so i remember you have yeah without a mustache though i'm pretty sure i'd get kicked out of my house <laughs> i'm i'm 100 sure because jane said to me if you take off your mustache no and i was like what if i took off my mustache and shaved my head she's like yeah definitely no <laughs> i'd be living on the streets maybe my parents would let me stay in the barn or something i don't know i <laughs> sleep with the goats do not like think, that though do you think if you shaved your head you'd lose your power like samson in the bible i really feel like uh i would be i would feel so out of place i don't know what i i might i might have like a nervous breakdown if i had to shave my head that's not even a joke like do you know mm-hmm. how like you get used to seeing yourself and it becomes a part of your of identity. your of your yeah. identity and your essence and everything i don't mm-hmm. think i could i don't think i could do it at this well, point cut my hair short yeah i could probably do that and be like yeah it's not that bad it'll grow back but if i shave my head i'd probably be like oh my god what am i doing a while back i bought one of those head shaver things online <laughs> those you ones know? you mean that that literally shave everything like a like two down to a bowling ball finish you know yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah well they don't work that well but they do a pretty good job if you don't if you don't have the coordination to shave your own head with a mm-hmm. with a like a you know like one of those shaver things yeah you know? i don't uh between a razor like a straight razor and like an electric razor i couldn't imagine like i've used the you know hair clippers with no mm-hmm. comb on them and taking it down that close before but i couldn't imagine going down to skin i'd cut the shit out oh, of my scalp you would. yeah dude yeah. you cut yourself all the time yeah. and you get razor bumps it sucks so I use this thing, and basically what it is is, you know, those little spinny-type razors, like the electric shavers that have, like, the spinny round things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think that they're called foils. Yeah, foils. I think I learned that from uh, Remington commercials when we were kids. There's five of them, and they're all on their own little pivot. So uh, you can sort of, like, just do, like, little circles around your scalp, and it does a, a pretty good job. Um, it's not amazing, but it's not what the commercial show because the commercial show. Yeah, the like guys perfect. are like perfect. The guys' heads are like perfectly flat. Yeah. There's no anomalies in their skull shape or scalp or anything whatsoever, which is really not how people's heads look. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> no. they got like head models to do it, and yeah, then like oh, that's I'm a nice 99 shape. sure that they already had shaved with a bic. Yeah. Before, I mean, it's clearly lying in advertising. It's no yeah. Way. It is like a perfect like water beads up on their head kind of a shave, yeah. and you yeah. don't yeah that that's not gonna happen. So straight up Montel <laughs> Williams shit. Yeah. Ooh, Montel Williams, nice reference. Yeah, it's a deep cut. It's mm-hmm. a deep cut. I bet Steve Wilkos' head is very soft and supple. Steve Wilkos, I don't know who that is. He was the guy that used to be the uh on-screen security guard for Jerry Springer back in the day and then he okay. got his own talk show. But like all he ever did was all he ever does is like wife beaters and child molesters and stuff. So, I mean, is it good to bring those guys to light? Yes. Is it something that I want to watch every day? No, not at all. Yeah. There's there's a show Steve Harvey show. I don't mm-hmm. I, I've heard bad things about Steve Harvey. I don't like Steve Harvey personally. The I guy don't is a walking um, 
uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, where he says one thing and does another. Um, hypocrite? Well, not hypocrite. Well, a hypocrite could work. He is a hypocrite, but he's also a walking... Um, contradiction? Contradiction. Why couldn't I think of the word contradiction? He's a walking contradiction of himself. Mm. You know, because like he's all, oh, I'm holier than thou and everything when he's on the show, and then he's kind of a douche in real life. He is kind of a douche in yeah. real life, but he can be pretty funny. There's a show. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's a show he has. It's like... Uh, where he acts as a judge. Oh, yeah, um, I haven't watched that yet. It's actually pretty funny. It's worth watching, even if you don't like him. Like, I like the show, despite not liking him. Well, I like Family Feud, despite mm -hmm. not liking him. But yeah. I think Family Feud made it a little bit harder for me to watch, because I was like, I remember when, you know, Richard uh, Dawson did it, and I remember when Drew Carey was doing it and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, hey, those were good old days. And then Steve Harvey comes on there, and I'm like, I don't know. I just don't like the way that he does it. But this is something that's, you know, him, uniquely yeah. him. Yeah. So it might be better. Um, yeah. My my sister-in-law has a game on their PS4. Uh, it's Wheel of Fortune. And it's hilarious because the they they clearly couldn't secure the, the likeness or voice rights for Pat Sajak. Yeah. So it's just this generic character. And, and he's so stupid. He only says one thing over and over and over again. And it's like... They didn't really program him to have any personality at all. So he'll say this line and they'll just stare into the middle distance. And we're just <laughs> sitting there laughing at it as she's playing. And it also has a very limited um, number of phrases. Like the vocabulary mm -hmm. is not very good at all. Where you're like, I literally heard him say that like five times during so that you've... game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've played earlier iterations of that of that same game, and I seriously doubt that they've changed a whole lot about it. No, I I don't know how old this version is. It's a couple years old, but I'm talking like PS3 probably okay. was the last time that I played it. Yeah, so it's like the uh, like the Jeopardy. Well, Jeopardy at least they had Alex Trebek's voice for the opening mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But yeah, no no Pat Sajak, no Vanna Wall which are literally the two only staples of that show of wheel right. of fortune yeah right it's weird to see it being hosted by some weird <laughs> lifeless robot you know what's really crazy go back and look at like when jeopardy first started mm -hmm. and there was no alex trebek oh that's yeah. so fucking weird you're like what is this alien shit now i understand they have guest hosts doing it now well i've told but, the story uh, before of uh price of prices right and when when uh, Bob Barker had black hair. Mm -hmm. We should talk about the fact that he died recently. Yeah, yeah I passed. I said to my uh, to my dad when he told me, I was like, I literally really thought like between he and Dick Clark and Betty White mm -hmm. that they would all live well past 100. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Like he just seemed Not to be so like together and hardy. and and hardy for being at the age that he was you know like he was everybody remembers if you took a day off of school or you happen to be home on a weekday you know mm -hmm. you were watching the price is right most likely right right because you know let's let's be quite honest tv mostly sucked when we were kids you had what six channels yeah maybe and uh one of them was showing the price is right so you got the you got the chill with Bob Barker and the lovely uh, models on The Price Is Right. He was ninety nine. Yeah, he was just like Betty White. You know, he would have turned a hundred on December twentieth, if I'm not mistaken. No, August twenty sixth. Oh no no no, you're right, December twelfth. 
Oh, 12th. Okay. December I knew 12th. it was in December because I happened yep. to look it up. And uh, I was like, before he died, I was like, when does Bob Barker turn 100? I did it sometime this summer. Mm-hmm. Hope I didn't jinx him. No, probably not. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. How old was Dick Clark when he died? Because we know Dick Betty White Clark. was also 99. I think he had to have been in his 90s, too. Dick Clark was... Hold on. The drum roll Oh, he was only 82? Yeah. Why did he seem like he was so, he was around forever? Did he start doing TV when he was like six? Uh, it's like, it's his, Dick Clark's baby rockin' countdown. He, <laughs> I don't he, even know what rock and roll is. He started <laughs> when in 1945, and he was born in 1929. So he started really young. When did he die? In 2012. 2012. He was right around 10 years younger than my grandfather, my brother and I's grandfather. Because he passed away in 2013 and he was in his 90s. So my grandpa was older than Dick Clark. Honestly, the only thing that that kept him from going was the fact that he developed palsy towards the end. Like, remember towards the very end, he was, he had like, uh, he had like, he, he was like shaky. Remember? Yeah. And like, yeah. Like, oh, he had a stroke. That's that was when Ryan was. Seacrest started doing the Rock and Countdown, which yeah. I think for the generation that grew up watching Dick Clark and generations previous and afterwards, uh, it's not quite the same. It's not the same. I don't. It, I don't. It, I don't even really watch not. it anymore. I don't watch it anymore. The last time I watched it, Kesha was on it, and she had like blue makeup. <laughs> I, I I remember the one that Kesha was on because I think that might have been. I peeked into it was. A couple of years ago, mm. a few years ago, whatever. Yeah, and I, I was think like, it was oh, this first, is what it is? It was the first year where Dick Clark wasn't hosting, and it it wasn't good. And I've never liked Ryan Seacrest. No. I, I just, I he, I don't know. He, he doesn't have the chops that, that Dick Clark had. Like, no. You know, he's just this fool on MTV that, like, I don't know. I never got like a genuine vibe from him ever. Wasn't he kind of one of the uh, like wasn't anybody until he became like a VJ? Like uh, what's his name that was on TRL? Probably. And I, then you know shot to uh, shot the fame through that. And yeah, you know I don't really know what else I would say he was known for. So he's like Carson Daly. He's Carson Daly. Of, yeah. That's, that's who I met with yeah. the TRI. Yeah. We just appeared out of nowhere. It was super famous. Cause he's, you know, he's a good looking dude. Sure. But, sure. Uh, and, and that makes him talented in this. Yeah, in this obviously. World. Yes. Isn't that yeah. all you need to be talented is looks yeah. maybe in porn, but uh, not in the real world. <laughs> <sighs> I have been playing a game called Starfield, and I wanted to talk about it a little bit today because, uh, I mean, I feel like since we're not doing our gaming channel right now, um, that we, we we owe our listeners at least a little gaming news once in a while. Yeah. So I wanted to give my review of Starfield. So Starfield, I'll start off by saying that if you're a Bethesda games fan, you're going to love this. Basically, it's Skyrim and or Fallout in space. 
you get spaceships, you get to have dogfights in space, you get to have gunfights, you know, in, in, in first person view. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to go on all kinds of missions and adventures. And, Are there planets and bases and oh, settlements? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can make your own settlements. You can build mm-hmm. your own ships. Um, uh, basically, pretty much the sky is the limit in regard to that. There's over a thousand planets to explore. And every new game is everything is is sort of stochastic, not stochastically. What's the word for it? To, uh, procedurally generated. So you know, like like every adventure or every new game is its own adventure, and mm. stuff is scattered around. Um, I have been playing. I've played it for about 25, 26 hours now, and I played two playthroughs, and each playthrough has been completely unique. In every is it way. that? I mean, that's kind of short, isn't it? Like a twelve-hour-ish thing. Like, were you actually hitting all the uh, side oh, quests? Oh, not and... even. No, no. I was no. gonna say. Okay, okay. I just decided I wanted at about a certain point. I was like, I want to. I have a better idea of this game, and I want to start a fresh character. That's common yeah. for me. With I mean, a lot yeah. Of games. Well, I do. I do a thing where I will probably follow, but note you know uh things it just follow through the the main missions and mm-hmm. note other stuff as i'm going along and then the second time when i go to get all that extra stuff you know I it makes decided, it a little bit more palatable i have decided to sort of follow side quests until i run out of like leads for that side quest like when i complete it then go back to the main mission and as i go along i'm finding there are so many side quests and factions to join you know, like you can, like in one of my playthroughs, and I'm this is I'm gonna go ahead and say spoilers here for anyone who's play, who's playing it. And I'm gonna play it. Yet. Don't spoil it for me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you should play it, but I don't. I'm, think, oh, I'm going I don't, to. I don't think I'm gonna ruin it for you, but uh, yeah, once you get your new PC, you should definitely get it. But um, I was on a mission where I was trying to like fix the numbers on this PC so that I could get this job uh, so that I could do some sort of nefarious deed and I got arrested and instead of going to jail they took me in front of this guy who said we want you to um, act as a, a mole for these this pirate fleet called the Crimson Fleet so I had to get in good with the Crimson Fleet and do all these missions like it was a good 15 hours gameplay that hmm. alone cool just doing all the maybe not that long maybe like six hours but it was a good good solid block of time and basically like you have to go and like rob this bank ship that's floating over a, a gas giant and you need special technology to even get near it because it burns out all the systems in the ship and all this cool shit and it's like that's like barely scratching the surface of this game it is there's so much to do there's so many missions to run there's so much dialogue and it just i don't know i'm i i will say this when i first started playing and i had my doubts but it takes it's a slow burn it takes a little time because you'll be bored for about the first 15 minutes unless you decide or like the first two hours unless you do side quests but then it starts to really pick up steam 
I'm trying to think of what other game was like that where you it was like started off real fucking slow, like it was noticeably slow, and then all of a sudden it was like bam. Yeah. I I'm not quite certain what I'm thinking of because it's definitely not any of the Fallout games. Well, I guess you know Fallout uh, New Vegas with the tutorial at Doc's house can be kind of. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it can be kind of taxing. I mean, the tutorial level. In, okay, so the tutorial level in Fallout 4 is kind of boring. Yeah. The, fall, the tutorial in Skyrim is notoriously boring. And once you've played it once, the tutorial in Sky, Starfield is boring. I was thinking maybe Detroit Become Human might have been one of the ones that starts off really slow and picks up as you go along. It does. It does. Yeah. Because at first, I mean, you're literally collecting shit for people. And yes. Cleaning Let's their apartments. Let's go shopping. Go pick up paint. You know? Yeah. yeah and you're and like, oh, my Lord. Or cleaning some <laughs> drug addicted slob yeah not only is it not only is it fetch quest it's literally domestic fest quest yeah (laughs) fetch quest yeah yeah it's like you gotta go and collect 15 bear asses in order to continue (laughs) (laughs) well i mean you do have stuff like that in the beginning of assassin's creed 3 i recall that you have to like like you hunt as a uh as a small native american boy and uh, have to pick up like so many pelts and everything and i'm like why why would you put this in this in this part of the game it's ridiculous yeah it's like it's filler it's filler yeah, I mean, it, it adds is. it adds time to the game, and I guess it yeah. helps some of your uh, reflexes and stuff. So, I yeah. guess, yeah. but I don't know. Like, as I, I don't like games that are specifically grindy, like yeah. where you have to go and like, oh yeah, you want to do this mission, but if you want to succeed at this mission, you're probably gonna have to do like twenty hours of fucking around in other missions to be prepared for it. What I love about Bethesda games is whatever mission you're on, this, the encounters are leveled to your character. So they're as hard as your character can handle. Mm-hmm. There's their challenge based on your difficulty level that you set it at. But, you know, it. however, in the same respect, you can be out in the, in the, the overworld somewhere and have like uh, a mutated alpha deathclaw show up. <laughs> and then you're fucked. So, you know, there is that. And, and you know, it's great. Like, in Starfield, there is an enemy called a Terror Morph, which has quite a bit of history to it. And I don't want to spoil that at all because it's quite interesting. So far, what I've gotten is limited. But, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, it's ter- the implications of it are terrifying. But this thing is basically like, like a giant insect thing oh. um, that is like it's like the series equivalent of a xenomorph you know from the movie aliens Mm -hmm. like it's this heavily armored predator it's hard as fuck to kill you ever played Uh, dead space yeah yeah yeah. sounds like one of the uh, monsters from dead space it doesn't look like that it looks like a big insect but yeah um I guess that Dead Space sort of has an insectile. Yeah, there are some insect-like uh, um, uh, monsters in there. Yeah. I always think whenever I see that that game, whenever I think of that game, I always think of John Carpenter's The Thing because it's got all these limbs shooting out and all hmm. these tentacles and fucked up shit happening. That's interesting because every time that I think of that game, I think of this guy named John that told me about it. Oh yeah. Literally, that's yeah, it's not a joke. <laughs> 
This is a guy that was also obsessed with, um, oh God, the Raccoon City games, uh, Resident Evil Resident 4. Resident Evil, yeah. Yeah, like I've played Resident Evil 4 so many fucking times because this mm. guy was like, it's a great game. And I played, I was like, this is an awesome game. So I played it and played it and played it and played it. And after your first playthrough, you can get like the Infinity um, Tommy gun where you can just, or you can get a rocket launcher that's that uh, you have endless refills too. And that's when you realize you can speed run through the entire game in like, you know, two hours if you're willing mm -hmm. to sit there and you can cut through the cutscenes <laughs> because you blow everything up with a rocket launcher. I will say for Starfield, there's like, you know, you already, if you've played Fallout, you know what their gunplay is like. Mm -hmm. It's good, it's satisfying. If it, it, you know, VATS had... type system at all? No VATS system. I didn't mean VATS system, but something like that. No, nothing like that. Hmm. No. So it's you're... all, uh, you're up to all free aim. Free aim, yep. You better nice. be good. Uh, I actually lots... prefer free aim to the VATS system most of too. the time, yeah. I do too. Loads, loads of good weapons, and the skill tree is really interesting. Like, you can, you can really specialize and hone in hmm. on certain stuff. Um... Gun uh, uh, dog fights are just the blast. Like once you hit space and you get an encounter where there's ships attacking you, oh man, that is what the game is about to me. <laughs> like that, the dog fighting. Um, so I'm like constantly pumping up my skills in that area so I can build better ships. The ship builder is really cool. Like you can like build your own ships. And you can upgrade them based on like what skills you have. So if you have like piloting class three, you can you can use like second tier uh, armor and weapons and stuff like that to help your ship be better. Cool. And uh, yeah, and and I mean you know uh, you can be a pirate. You can be like uh, a member working for any number of, of factions. Um, or you can just be a spacer and just fuck around and rob everybody. You can board ships and steal them. I love games that give you vast open world oh, options yeah. like that. Where they're like, hey, so you can play options. it like straight or you can play it against the law or yeah. do a little bit of both and try mm -hmm. to get back on one side or the other. And, you know, there's an illegal hallucinogenic drug in the game that you can produce and sell. And if you're hmm. scanned, if you go into certain systems and you get scanned with it, it'll be like, prepare to be boarded, you know? So then you have to like fight them off and shit. Nice. So you, you're basically like, you're a criminal if you have that shit. And like, you, you'll you get chased to the edges of systems and stuff. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's, it's, you can be a total space pirate if you want. I love it. So I'm imagining, is there like planets that you can just go to? Mm -hmm. So you could be like, if you're hiding, you could just fly into this planet and... Well, okay, so there's like a thousand I don't necessarily stars. mean exactly fly into it, but you know, you can go there. Yeah, there's yeah. like a thousand star systems hmm. and each has at least like half a dozen planets. And you can set up outposts, like research outposts or like mining outposts. Um, you can, you can, um, uh, I'm trying to think what else you could do. Like you, you can, as I said, you can raid ships and steal mm -hmm. their ships. And then once you have them, you can modify them however you like. 
And that's one of the really. Is it like a craft? Things. It's a crafting type thing, then. Yeah. More yeah. or less, do you have to gather? You have to gather supplies to be able to do that, or for outposts, or yes. is it all about money? For outposts, it's all about crafting. It's okay. all about resource management and discovering the resources and okay. mining them and stuff. Which is, you um, know, is the way it should be. Yeah. Whereas shipbuilding is is purely credits plus your skill. Like, okay. Certain stuff gets unlocked based on your skills. Sounds like it strikes a nice balance. It is a good balance, yeah. yeah. And like the leveling system, it, you know, I've heard people say, "Oh, it doesn't really, um, it doesn't really go that fast." But I find it goes very fast. My one character is already level twelve, and you know, like he's. I, I made a face like I'm like, oh, level twelve. I have no idea how many levels there well, are. Well, I mean, it's comparable to <laughs> it's comparable to Fallout. Yeah, you know what I mean, <laughs> like. like level 12 yeah it's it's 12 levels out of 200 so <laughs> don't get too excited there chief <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah but it's yeah it's a fun game cool you know, it's got a lot of good voice i'm acting. looking forward to seeing it yeah you'll enjoy it i think you'll enjoy it um, yeah, yeah and then i've been playing uh baldur's gate 3 which is a dungeons and dragons game hmm. um and it it basically like for example because you've played you know what it's like yes so you'll yes, do I like based on my you know hour and a half extensive experience with it <laughs> well like you'll do like a persuasion role and the role will appear there and you can add like bonuses and stuff and uh yeah it's it's just really well written and funny one of the things about it that i find very funny is that all the npcs are so thirsty <laughs> they're like trying to get you to bang them all the time nice that sounds like my kind of uh my kind of game yeah yeah you would enjoy this just from the the, the storytelling aspect of it because it's just a very good fun game but uh yeah so those are the games i've been playing now cool I haven't been gaming, unfortunately, much lately. We moved our where our living room was into another room just above mm -hmm. it where the living room used to be. Not that oh, okay. anybody except for you and like my brother would know what the fuck I'm even talking about. I moved out of one room and into another. Um, and I just I have I still haven't hooked up all my stuff because I my entertainment center was very open in the back and my cats used to like to go behind there and sometimes they uh would be indiscriminate about things regardless of how clean their facilities are mm -hmm. which they are clean mm -hmm. and uh so i like did this thing with these thick like poster boards and made like a barrier so they couldn't get behind it and as a co as a side effect of that i'm not able like i had to figure out how to plug all my shit in again and i was like oh, i'm not even gonna bother with it for right now and then i got this massive uh like 12 or 18 outlet um like super um power strip it's like a big block that has usb ports in it and everything else and i finally put that up so i think i'm just about ready to get my shit back together <laughs> today we moved our bookshelves over uh because uh my sister-in-law brought some bookshelves that could be mounted to the wall nice um and we had a, we went out and bought a stud finder 
And it turns out that the wall has like some kind of... It just of... kept going off every time you put it past your stuff. It's like, and you're like, I know, every time. No, I'm a stud. No, not that dad joke. But <laughs> um, no, it was it was reading incorrectly because I think there's like, like a wire mesh or something in there. Hmm. Some kind of cage in there that's like creating interference so it's not protect it's not properly showing where the studs are your house is actually an alien abode yeah something like that mm. so yeah so we're not going to mess with it right now because we tried to mount these things and they just fell right off the wall <laughs> the other easy way to do it without a stud finder is just to knock and when you hear this you'll know when you hit a stud like you'd be like, dunk, man, it sounds kind of hollow, and then dunk, dunk, it'll be solid. Just mm -hmm. knock with your knock with your hand. You don't have to even use a hammer or anything. Hmm. You try it. We did. Right. I didn't. I didn't get a. a well, you a said strong... hmm, like you were like hmm. I don't never heard of that. And they're like, oh well, no, we did that. Well, no, I was I was giving you the benefit of the doubt. Oh, well, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. You know what I have been up to recently? Not gaming, but I went to see Megadeth yeah. yesterday with my brother. Uh, best fucking birthday present ever is going to concerts. I love it. And uh, saw them uh, back at the Penn National uh, Racetrack Casino area. They have like this big ass field and they have an outdoor stage out there. Uh, great show, good seating, not a bad seat in the entire venue. Uh, even people standing in the back, you were so fucking close to the stage that it was like you could see everything. I've never been to a to a concert that I can remember um, where it was a you know like a one that had a big stage where you were close enough that you could like you could see facial expressions and everything else when they mm -hmm. were on stage without having to have a camera in their face. And everything was like pretty normal. I think I saw a lot more kids than I normally do, which I guess is a sign that that music is kind of parent metal at this point. Hey, I'm going to coin a phrase here. It's parent metal. Parent metal. metal. <laughs> you know, like yeah. only parents listen to Megadeth nowadays. But a lot of a lot of young kids there, uh, some older people, which always gets me. I always love to see that. Um, but I saw one person that this dude absolutely blew my mind and it isn't like they had an opening act that was something different it was a group called el nino which was a uh like uh metal maybe hardcore type band from uh new york it was biohazard who we all know is like mm -hmm. you know hardcore underground uh metal and then megadeth so it wasn't like there was anything when I describe this fellow's dress, and I'm going to call him a fellow because he was dressed like a fellow. Most of us are wearing jeans and T-shirts, got some vests on with all the patches, some leather jackets and shit. This dude looked like he was coming straight from a fucking Tears for Fears show in 1993. Wow. <laughs> he like the short hair on the sides, like buzzed, and then like the fl flipped over hair. He was wearing like a like a like a jean jacket with like the collar popped up and had on like a dress shirt underneath of it. Was wearing, I swear to God, he had on like capri type pants and like boat shoes. If you know what I'm talking about, boat shoes, mm -hmm. like canvas shoes. And yeah. even was carrying a little like um, um, black and red um, like plaid 
uh, blanket. It looked like he was ready for a picnic in the park. It was, I've never seen anybody dressed like that. I mean, to each his own, man. He was there to enjoy the show too. And I don't have anything against that. Obviously, I don't have anything against him at all, but the, the outfit just got me. I was like, that's the first time I've ever seen anybody dressed like that at a concert before, like for a metal band. It was crazy. I've even seen, I was telling you about this before, I've even, my brother and I went to see Slayer in Reading when they were doing their uh, final tour. We actually saw them in Reading and then we saw them in Hershey uh, about a year later. And we're sitting up like in the upper sections away from the stage, like all the way across the uh, arena. And there was two older people. I swear to you, they were in their 80s or their 90s that were there watching mm-hmm. Slayer. It was yeah. insane. And the first time we saw Slayer, it was uh, Behemoth, Lamb of God, Anthrax, and Slayer. And I I don't know why I had a hard time believing that these people were there, unless like they were the parents of one of the band members or something from one of the bands. You figure they'd give them a better seat than that, though. You would think. You yeah, would think. Like, yeah, mom and dad will be all right. Put them out there in the fucking nosebleeds all the way across the stadium. I don't want them to get a good look at me. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh... I'm always amazed when I go to metal shows, which a lot of what uh, my brother and I go to see is either is either blues related um, or or metal. That's, you know, that's pretty much it. And always the the people that I see at metal shows every time I see one one at least one person that makes me go. All right, man, this is really like some mainstream stuff, I guess, in some places, because these people don't look like what you would think prototypical metalheads would look like. Most of us, mm. you know, t-shirt, jeans, boots, and uh, yeah, none of that last night from this from this guy. Hmm. The, the fellow. Well, well, I don't know. I mean... Perhaps he enjoys the poetry of the lyrics. I, always, I got the impression, for example, when we went to that um, uh, Den Milkman show, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. most of the people dressed up in punk here yeah there were nine to five totally normal, oh yeah straight lays you'd never guess like i saw a was... dude that I, I guarantee you was somebody's principal yeah <laughs> dude had was like bald head but he still had like the ring of hair around there and it yeah. had like tattoos down to his wrist and like, that cat there wears dress shirts every day and a mm-hmm. tie nobody has any idea that he's here yeah you know yeah yeah well, I mean, old punk, man. I, I just, oh, yeah. I've been listening to, you know what? Let's do, we haven't done this in a while. Let's do our, our song of the week. So my song of the week this week is Institutionalized by Suicidal Tendency. Ah, dude, such a good song. Such a good song. And, like, I've been listening to it a lot lately. And, like, in the past when I was a kid, like, I always thought, well, it's just a cool, fast song. But it, it it resonates with me so much you know the part where he's like how could you say i'm crazy when i went to your schools and your churches and your institutional learning facilities so how can you say i'm crazy yeah <laughs> i'm not crazy institution. Yeah. you're the one's crazy that's that is a, that is a i mean that's a great album period it's a great album a great band and they're still active yeah they're still touring and shit uh, we were supposed to see them. In fact, we did catch the very end of their set uh, back in the mid '90s. Uh, my brother and I went to see uh, Metallica at Williams Grove Speedway, like in this big open field, and it was Metallica, Suicidal Tendencies, and I can't remember. I think 
maybe Danzig. <laughs> and yeah, I know, like that's that's mm. dating the line up there. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think we got there in time to see the end of Suicidal Tendency set and then Metallica's set. I'm kind of sad that I didn't get to see Danzig in his prime. I mean, he is. He's kind of a tool, but he's uh, a huge tool. Are you yeah, kidding me? but uh, you know, I still like to have seen him in his prime, belting out, you know, Mother and Twist the Cane and some of the other uh, classics, and maybe some Misfit songs. If you don't like the Misfits, I don't know what's wrong with you. Good oh, stuff. Yeah. I know, goddamn son of a bitch. You better think about it, baby. Hey, are we gonna listen to your song? We are, but before okay. we do. Oh yeah, we are gonna listen to our song, that song, right now. What are you trying to say? I'm crazy! When I went to your school, I went to your churches, I went to your institutional learning facilities, so how can you say I'm crazy? Say no to think for crazy, leave me something in my face, why stop me, think I had better lady, I'll be dead. I'm not crazy, I wanted to, before we move on to your song though, since mm -hmm. we brought up Danzig, I wanted to bring up this conversation that I found online. <laughs> um, I may have shared it before, but it's so goddamn funny. So it's between this guy named Justin and me. So we'll just say it's me. Justin says, dude, Danzig lives next door to me in LA, down the street, and he is the worst neighbor ever. Dude, I have Danzig stories. Me. No shit, Justin. Like, one awesome one. Yes, dude. I can't believe you said Danzig. Me. You realize this may be our number one topic at work, Justin. Dude. Okay, so here's the Danzig story. Danzig lives in this shithole house near me in Los Feliz, about 100 <laughs> yards down the street. His house is super run down, except he's got this crazy jaguar in the backyard. Anyway, so he has this huge Like a pop cat or a car, I'm sorry. The car. Okay. <laughs> it wouldn't be out of the realm no, of possibility for a giant all. cat. Not you know. at all. No, I can totally see that, actually. Uh, so he has this huge pile of bricks in his front yard, and the house looks like an evil Pixar house. So anyway, the neighbor was like, dude, Danzig, you're prop bringing property values down with these bricks in your yard. And Danzig was pissed. So anyway, back and forth with his neighbor and Danzig. And finally one day, I see Danzig outside in his front yard. And he's hurling bricks into this dumpster and screaming, Here I am, motherfucker, just cleaning up my fucking bricks, bitch. Just super loud to no one in particular for two hours. It was uh, amazing. I knew it was going to end with him throwing bricks. I just had the feeling he was going to be throwing them at the neighbor's <laughs> house and not in a dumpster. <laughs> he's out there like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes oh my god this is amazing dude it just blew my mind because it was just Danzig as a really poor homeowner <laughs> <laughs> did he ever did he ever tell you any other Danzig stories that's the only one that I've seen but man I would love to hear more stories about I would Danzig love to hear more Danzig, Danzig the neighbor story. Danzig versus the homeowners association or yeah. something like that but, Danzig versus the county yeah, I just so goddamn funny. Oh and my god! My one friend. So you can play Baldur's Gate three online with other players, mm -hmm. and uh, so me and and a couple friends are playing. And my one friend named his character Danzig Brickhouse. <laughs> <laughs> 
he would just charge into battle screaming, dancing! That was <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. I uh, I have a, 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 a band. Um, I don't, well, why the fuck am I stammering over this? I have a band that I discovered just this week. I mean, I, I discovered them, uh, you know, because I was looking in the thrash genre because that's my favorite genre of metal. Right. Uh, they're from Portugal. Okay. The band is called Thrash Wall. If you had any confusion as to what kind of metal they play, it's thrash. Okay. Uh, you can pick any of their songs. Uh, I will go with um, War Outside the Wall. All right. So, so let's first al- First album that they've made. They've only made one album so far. First track. All right. So we're going to listen to War Outside the Wall. That's some good classic thrash right there. Yeah. I'm getting Chef's kiss. Yeah, your phone is blowing up there, son. Yeah, I need to turn that. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought we put them on. Uh, we put them on silent there. We What's usually up? do, but I never get messages from people, <laughs> so it's. Weird. No, I think it's the first time I've ever heard your phone go off. When we were recording yeah. in what? Uh, three years. Three years. Yeah, over three years. Over three years. Yeah, three and a half years, we could three, say at this point. March, yeah. April, May, June, July, August, September. Yeah, yeah, three and a half years. This one, a new precedent has been set. Are you uh, are you starting to get those crazy man, old man eyebrows that you got to tame? No. Okay. Well, when you do, it's uh, it's amazing how refreshing it is to to trim down your eyebrows. I don't know why. It's one of the things that I enjoy doing. I don't think I'm gonna feel the same about ear hair if I get it though. Uh, I do get some ear hair. I don't think the ear hair, man. It's just not. That's not. No. That's not fun to me. I don't like it. I'm like, what? I'm gonna not be able to hear things. People are gonna be like this every time they're talking to me. Well, that. Why is that motherfucker got ear hair sticking out like that? Nose hair too, obviously. Yeah. yeah now, see, for hair. me, I just kind of I comb it into my mustache, and nobody ever knows any better. Well, I know your mustache it. starts awfully high, and I'm like, I know it's really a grower. You know. I I notice it because <laughs> I have to wear a CPAP nose pillow. Oh, I'm sure. So. Yeah. And it's like any hair that sits across it. Oh, that like, would drive me fucking insane. Yeah, dude. You become so cognizant of like hairs. Yeah. Like on your nostril. Like because it's pressing against it. So it's pushing that hair against your nostril. And then you're like, oh, I got to pick at it. Now, do you just do the thing in your nose? Yeah. Okay. I was going to yeah. say, because you obviously don't wear the full mask because your no. beard would probably not allow it to seal. Well, that would be a problem. And also, back before I even had all this, uh, I tried that and I, I had I, they rushed into the room because they thought I was having a fucking heart attack. Because oh. my because my, my, my blood pressure went way up and my, my heart rate went way up because I was panicking. I was having a panic attack because I thought I couldn't breathe. Now you see, in those cases, you just have to dream that you're a fighter pilot. Yeah, I guess. You got your oxygen mask on, you're out there fighting the enemy, and naturally your blood pressure and your pulse are gonna go up a little bit in battle. I just, it's weird because we've not really talked about the CPAP before, but basically mm-hmm. once, it's because it's performing a certain amount of positive pressure on your, mm-hmm. on your, your body, it, when you're first using it, trying to breathe in and out of your mouth or talking is super challenging. You're like, okay, I'm talking now. You know, like, but mm. with time, 
you learn, okay, I know the pressure differentials so I can just adjust my throat and then just communicate clearly. But like you called me yesterday and I was, yeah. And I had my CPAP on. I was, like, said, I was like, you got a cold or something? Or, yeah. Because <laughs> it sounded like your nose was stuffed up. But it, well, I it was. It was I stuffed li- up with air. I literally had a fucking mask on my face, right? Making me, making me, and oh my God, dude. I, I'll have to see if I have pictures to share here in the podcast. But when I first went to the sleep study, I looked like like Lobot from Star Star Wars. You know, <laughs> just like this ring of fucking wires coming out of the back of my head. That uh yeah, or you look like um one of the uh Borg. Yeah. You were yeah. yeah. You I, were you were Locutus's son. Yeah, I was uh, there it's are Brocutus. Yeah, Brocutus. Yeah, <laughs> there are only three lights. Yeah, no, it was it was I've been to the sleep study place before, and with long hair, oh, it's a fucking amazing experience for you. Because let me tell you something, that shit is hard as fuck to get off of your hair Mm -hmm. that they put on those probes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, not a fan. So here's the thing. Here's what happens. And, and, And this is also coming from someone who requires cannabis in order to sleep. So you smoke some cannabis and then you show up at the appointment. It's like six o'clock at night. Yeah, like, it's never like even remotely close to your bedtime when they start you even, on that yeah. shit. And yeah. they're like, it takes like two hours to get you all wired up. It's like eight o'clock. Are you ready for bed, Mr. Cash? Like, fuck no. Are you kidding me? I got to jack off and watch some shit on YouTube and fucking smoke some weed before I'm ready for sleep. And like, I, mean, I don't know. Do I look like I'm ready for bed? I don't yeah. usually sleep with fucking wires all over me. And my anxiety is usually not on a scale of one to ten. I don't know, three thousand. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 I have some things I need to do before I sleep, and one of them is not be watched by constant <laughs> surveillance. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Give it's... me some symbols. I can be like one of those little battery-operated monkeys for you. Ching, 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 ching. Yeah, I went to the VA, uh, and I actually actually did get, you know, like new supplies without having to get like a bed, like a, a sleep study. And I was nice. so worried that I was going to need one because I'm 12 years out on one. But I mean, sleep studies are just the worst. Like. <sighs> You've been on one. I've been on one. Let's describe it for people who have not been on. So uh, my first one was awesome. I went to this place that wasn't that was in Hershey, and um, like I went there, and there was only one person manning the place. And like I went in, and she put all the probes on me and everything. And then it was like uh, like an old timey like grandma's bedroom, and I went in there. And it was like a regular ass bed and there was a TV mm-hmm. and a nightstand and everything. It felt very comfortable. That time I slept like a baby. Plus I didn't go there till like nine o'clock at night. They're like, oh, show up yeah. at like nine o'clock. And I was like, oh, this is this is kind of normal. I fell asleep, slept straight through the night, had no problem. The other two times I did it was at the laboratory at the hospital, which is terrifying. It is terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, you go in and they start off like, uh, you know, 
uh, you need to go ahead and like put this on and do whatever, get yourself ready. And then they have you sit down as they wire you to get every single cable channel known to man, apparently. You know, it's like some kind of wiring experiment and antennas mm -hmm. and shit. And mm -hmm. usually, uh, well, for me having long hair, I believe they wrapped my head. Also, yeah, in like, in like gauze, you know, yep. and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is completely normal. I sleep with a helmet of gauze on every night. Yeah. Looking like fucking Medusa. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. And then you're supposed to sleep feeling like Robocop and you got these things over your nose and everything. And then and if there is any kind of anomaly, they will wake you up and scare the living shit out of you in the middle of the night. Then you're supposed to go back to sleep without a problem. Yeah. And hey, let's add to that, like my little problem, which is that I have a nerve in, or an, uh, some issue with a nerve in my body that makes my bladder think it's full when it's only like a quarter of the way full. Did you get yourself a good raging pee boner while you were laying there? No, but I definitely had to pee like every three hours and like mm. I always do. I always, this has been my life for the last 20 years. And it I feels like up. when when you have to pee at a sleep study, they're like, oh. Yeah, because they have <sighs> to come in there and unhook you from all that shit. So you feel like an asshole for having to get up. Just give me one of those urinal things and I'll sit here and do it under the cover. For real, yeah. yeah. While you're recording me. You could sell this on the internet. Somebody's yeah. got a kink for that. Yeah, I honestly don't care. Just give me a piss bottle because I don't want you to unhook me and do all that shit. Yeah. Because that's the thing. They come in, they turn on the light, they unhook, you go to the bathroom, they hook you back up, they turn off the light. It's been a half an hour by that point. Yeah, I was going to say the unhooking and rehooking process is not fast. No, it's not. And you just, No. It's like, yeah, the whole thing is a, a fucking nightmare. I feel like it's the person's first day every time that I've gone where they're like, this is my first day. I don't know where these wires go. Yeah. So when they unhook them, they're like, I need to take a picture quick. You know, they don't obviously do that, but it, that's how slow it feels. I will say, I've never though, seen these things before. I will say, though, that having done the sleep study and having done all that, that the the end result of being on a CPAP has, has I can't sleep without it now. Like, I can't breathe without it. I, I am like... due for another sleep study and they were like would you like to try the one at home and I was like I think that might be a better option for me it I don't know what be. that means like does somebody do they just give you like an at home kit and like you it's, record yourself it's or something like that my wife had to do it like somebody's not like... going to show up in my house and hook wires onto me and put me in my no, own bed it's and like much, record me it's a much more simple system <laughs> I don't personally see how it could possibly be as accurate but it, you know, uh, if you're looking for signs of apnea, it's it's a it's better than nothing, you know. Yeah. And honestly, you do that first, and then if the insurance says okay, all right, you need a more advanced sleep study, they'll do one, and the insurance will cover it. But that's that's the problem with insurance, unfortunately, or not having insurance, which is even worse. Yeah, we all know how insurance works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was just watching a thing the other day where they were uh, um, Katie Porter was dressing down some uh, pharmaceutical uh, mm -hmm. people and, and insurance companies and like this pill cost two hundred and fifty dollars a pill in 2010 and like rolled forward to 2022 and it was like twenty six thousand dollars. 
Mm-hmm. And she's just, just like, did something happen with these pills that made them suddenly rare? And they're like, well, no. Well, is it just that it worked so good that uh, you felt like you could charge whatever you wanted for it and just totally roasted these guys? That makes yeah. I, that sums up the insurance industry in a nice mm-hmm. neat little package there. Like it, does. it doesn't matter if it saves your life, you're gonna pay extra for it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well the fact that they can charge as much as they do for an EpiPen. Something mm-hmm. that should be available in every workplace and school alongside the AED kit that they have. You know. I I yeah. it, it, you know, you have a to me, you have a defibrillator in the house, and you have a uh, an know, EpiPen. An EpiPen, mm-hmm. because both of those things are life-saving devices that shouldn't cost you any money. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Um, and I'm, the other thing is insulin. I mean, mm-hmm. that is absolutely astounding. Well, what was me. that uh, that shrinky dinky Martin Shrikelly Shr- or yeah. shrinky dink Shrekless and yeah. I don't know shrunk dick something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fucking uh, gouging the shit out of uh, people for that. It's just those kind of people. There's a special place in hell. I wish there was a hell. Sometimes. You know what I mean? Just, I just being, too. yeah, just being a, too, an expression. I'm being a little pedantic, maybe, but I, 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 there are times when I actually truly wish there was a place for these fucking pieces of shit to go and suffer, because it, you know, anything that life can hand them isn't enough at this point. It know? doesn't appear to be. I guess that's what happens when you have no um, conscience and loss and stuff just doesn't apparently affect you i don't know yeah or you've just never experienced it well i mean yeah i think i think honestly like that first of all like martin shreckley that's a he's a good example like you know he's this young arrogant guy right Mm -hmm. he's also a rich corporate piece of filth you know but for every one of him for him right so you've got him but he is the model that so 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 many other corporate suit pieces of shit follow they're just like him the only difference is that he got into the limelight but there there's so many guys just like that in the in the businesses in the various businesses Mm -hmm and and they all think like that they're all little finance bros or fucking you know uh ex-frat boys and you know they think in terms of wins and losses and it's it's gross you know they're the same ones a lot of them are the same ones who are like pickup artists Mm -hmm. who have like a theory for how to get women and stuff you know what I'm talking about? Like, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. I've we've seen those kind of dudes on Reddit and other places too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I was gonna say uh, it, it, those guys became the powerful ones when people were uh, were in the business world were drawn away from the hey the most important thing we can do is take care of our customers because they'll right. come back to us then and became hey, the best thing that we can do is make a shitload of money and fuck the customer. Mm-hmm. You know, when that became the norm, that's when these guys uh, mm-hmm. got to sit upon these uh, 
you know, I don't know, ivory tower seems yeah. a bit cliched. Thrones. But, yeah, you know, like, pieces of shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. They sit and, on and, shit and, and, like, people will say, I've, I've had conversations with people in, uh, that are in businesses uh, that make, you know, lots of money. Uh, corporations will say, I do know some people from corporations that have said to me, oh, well, those are, those are the best kinds. They're the kind of people that'll make you tons of money and they are the greatest minds in business. And I'm like, I don't, I don't see it the same way that you do, bud. No, I really don't. Like, I just don't. Well, cause as if you cons- work hard and you have lots of money, good for you, man. Good for yeah. you because you earned that shit. These fuckers. No, it's not the same. Well, as a consumer, I value someone who gives a shit about me and not yeah. just my money. Absolutely. You know, and and I I'm not blind to I mean, I've even had like friends sell me cars before and I knew where the line between friend and salesman ended. And it was obvious. It's like you aren't talking to me right now the way you normally talk to me. And we're just hanging out. You're talking to me like a salesman right now. And and I was like, dude, you don't need to do that. Like we know together that I'm going to buy a car today, right? We know this. And you know what I can afford, so don't dick me around and put me in a car I can't afford. Don't I like to be me... like, I won't dick you around, you don't dick me around. Yeah, don't put I'm me not going to ask you for all kinds of discounts and right, yeah. you know, well, all that right. shit. Exactly, don't fuck me. Yeah. Don't like, fuck me in return. You run know? my credit right now. Tell me what I can afford. And mm-hmm. he did. He's like, yeah, that cobalt you were looking at? Yeah, you're not going to be able to afford it. But mm-hmm. you can get this Cavalier. And I was like, yeah, all right, I'll take the Cavalier. And, and that's what I drove for however many years. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, you, you, it's nice to have someone who is a salesperson that you can just, like, know and just go to and cut all the bullshit because he never once left the room to go talk to his manager or any of that bullshit, you know, because, you know, he didn't have to because none of them do. You know, the first guy that ever sold me a car tried to tell me he made no money on commissions. Motherfucker had a gold tooth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you tell me what he was doing, right? Oh, were you uh, doing not drugs? brushing his teeth properly, I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Or fighting. No, yeah. it was like one of those gap fillers. He had a gap in his teeth, so it was a centerpiece. Oh, a little yeah. sliver. Yeah, a little sliver. But, yeah, he like he said, oh, I don't make any money at this gig. And he smiled, and then like it was like a, it was like a uh, uh, what's that movie with Kevin in it? Uh, Home Alone. It yeah. It's like a Home Alone, like, you know, a little shiny thing on his <laughs> Yeah, yeah the, like the way that uh, Joe Pesci, when he comes up to the door and talks yep. to him, yeah, yeah kind of like, like that. Little CGI glint in his teeth, yeah. I've found very few uh, people that are involved in sales uh, aren't D-bags. Like, I had a guy once, I knew my credit wasn't great mm-hmm. at this point in time in my life. The guy kind of reminded me of, like, Brian Cranston from Malcolm in the Middle, 
Like he kind of looked a little bit like him, was kind of disheveled slightly like Brian Cranston's character was. And he's like, I gotta go back and talk to my manager. And he's like, you know how like mumbling shit to me, like whispering things and making faces and winking his eyes and everything. Uh And he's like, all right, he lets me take this truck out and take it for a test drive. And I come back and he literally... I hand him the keys and he turns around and walks away and I didn't see him again after that. He just left. Like, he didn't even go, hey, look, uh, with your credit, we're not going to be able to do anything with that, unfortunately. Let's look at something else. He just walked the fuck away. I've never had a salesperson do that to me before that or wow. since then. Yeah, he just walked away. I was like, wow, is my credit that bad? I don't think it was, but he wasn't going to sell me the truck that he wanted to, so... I guess. And adversely, the people that I bought my pickup that I have now off of are probably the closest to the nicest people that I've met. They busted their ass, worked with me, got me like a really fucking low interest rate and payments and everything. So I guess, you know, they were one of the few. I'm going to shout them out right now, even though it's been a year and a half since I bought my truck. Clear Choice Auto. Check them out. Good good to know. Clear Choice Auto out of... Uh, they are out in Mechanicsburg. Okay. They're in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. The guy that runs the place and uh, his assistant manager, and they are fucking amazing. It's two people working out of a shop. I don't know if I ever told the story about that. I went to go to a place that I bought several cars from, and it was in the same building that these people were in now, but he had moved to a building right next door, the original guy that I was going to go see. And I walked in. And him and some dude are lounging around, and I'm like, hey, I saw that, you know, that Nissan pickup. Uh, I really liked it. Can I take a look at it? And he's like, yeah, you can take it for a drive. And I come back, and he said, do you have your own financing? Before he took any of my information, he said, do you have your own financing? And I said, no. Like, you come to dealerships to get financing, right? Like normal, most people do, unless you have the good fortune to be a member of a credit union or something where you can do it beforehand. I've yeah. never done it beforehand. Yeah. And I'm like, no. And he's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm probably not gonna be able to help you then. I was like, I don't really do financing. You either pay outright or you have your own financing. And um, I was like, okay, well, and I walked over. I said, my mom was with me. And I was like, do you want to check this place? It was like walking right across the parking lot. And when I got my vehicle, I looked over at them and went, <laughs> just to be petty flip them um, off i will say though that like a lot of places that's unique because a lot of places you come to them with financing options already in hand and they're less interested in helping you because yeah you would yeah because you're it's set you yeah, know yeah you're like you're not that's where they get their money is from their financing deals mm-hmm. you know and so when you come in and be like, yeah, I've got a locked in rate, 7.8%, you know, APR or whatever, like, like locked in, like, just quote me a price and I'll make you an offer. And they don't like that because that's not going to get them as much money. Mm-hmm. And, and so they will dick you along. They'll dick you around longer just to fuck with you. I mean, it's, this, yeah. this place got me like single digit interest rate that's incredible yes from my own bank yeah from my bank i could not have done better if i had gone into the bank myself and been like yeah i'd like to get a loan 
but they did that for me like that it was amazing like i went up one day went up one day picked up my truck the next day and the price on my truck was actually really good too i paid way way under twenty thousand dollars for a truck that had less than ninety thousand miles on it so yeah yeah which this truck uh at any other dealership i i looked up before i went back to pick it up because i was like did i get a good deal on this and the trucks that were in the range of mine i was looking were typically 25 grand or more a fight between you and i who's winning physical fight mm-hmm Dude, neither of us fight. It doesn't matter. Who's winning? Uh, how much do you weigh? Um, right around two twenty-five, two thirty. I would win simply because of weight. Because I don't see us getting either one of us being more physically like ah hating on the other one. You know, like it would be a pretty like lightweight a challenge. Like we wouldn't we'd be pulling our punches. But because I outweigh you by about 80 pounds, I feel like I have a distinct physical and tactical advantage. I feel like your balls are still just as susceptible to being kicked in as anybody else's. (laughs) Oh, you said I wasn't angry at you. Yeah, you're right. Right. (laughs) If I was mad at you, I'd kick you in the nuts repeatedly. Oh, yeah. I don't give a fuck. That's dirty, but it's happening. (laughs) Oh, dude. No, I've always been the if I get in a fight, I'll fight dirtiest. I'm not getting killed. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking of. You know, I'll throw broken glass dust in your eyes. Hey, you, you, you big fucking gorilla. If you got mad at me, I'm afraid you'd rip me apart like a goddamn banana. Probably. Yeah. Peel me right down the center. And then, you know. (laughs) I just know that if you and I ever get to that point, I'm wearing a cup, a very large cup. Yeah. One of like my own design that protects everything. So I'm not just taking the blunt of the brunt of the blow on the outside of my ball sack like regular cups are. Right. You didn't really play sports, but there was nothing worse than getting hit in the cup and having that cup pinch your nut. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, I believe it's. It. Uh, I think it might actually be worse than getting hit straight on in the balls. Almost having a piece of your nutsack uh, evolved from your body, uh, evolved, evolved from your body. Uh, you know. That's a new <laughs> word for me. Spell that. Avulsion. Well, it's A V U L S I O N, which is basically when something gets ripped off or like like cleaved through and just falls off. That's oh an avulsion. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. I actually learned a word uh, when I was doing orientation for my job. They they used a word uh, something having to do with injuries from cold, and I said, "What the hell is that?" And basically. It was like the symptoms of severe frostbite, like mm. blisters and, and stuff. And I'm like, I've never heard that word in my entire life. And I've done some pretty extensive first aid training, and I've never heard that word. You know, so you learn something new every day, right? And I, yeah. I well, okay, I learned that there's a word that means that, but I have no idea what it is now. <laughs> so, so the training was useful. Uh, yeah, yeah, the training was useful. It was like your basic first aid and safety training yeah. stuff. I did like one thing though. Again, I'm not I'm not divulging any personal information about this, and I won't, so don't ask me. Not you, anybody. Um, but 
um, one thing that they said that I thought was interesting, like if an injury happens, there are only there's like people that are um, designated first aid um, providers and they're the only ones that are supposed to do anything. And I'm like, so if somebody slices their finger off, I'm going to go, hold on, I'm going to call the manager and just stand there and watch somebody falls i'm not going to walk over and say hey don't stand up you might have an injury that standing up could could worsen right. you know which is typical stuff that you would say to somebody it was, was just let them get up you know and walk away i'm like what that's ridiculous i've never heard that before in my life so my goal right now is that i am going to uh volunteer myself to be part of like a the safety committee or something like that because mm -hmm. i do i do enjoy that kind of stuff yeah so well yeah and then if you have an incident you could act on it yeah that way i can act and it will feel very natural to me like it should mm -hmm. and i won't be like wait a minute am i gonna get in trouble because i stopped the bleeding dude one time <laughs> when i was my dad's like just put a bucket underneath it and be like oh it's okay they can put your blood back in don't worry about it. <laughs> My dad chastised me one time for helping an old lady who had fallen at the grocery store. He's like, yeah. you can get sued for that. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. There's good Samaritan laws. Yeah, well, I didn't know that. And he didn't know that. But I was like, I don't give a fuck. If someone falls in front of me, I'm not going to be some asshole that walks like, away. Like walks over them, steps over them. I've yeah. had people do that kind of shit in front of me before. Yeah, you know, or somebody trips or, or passes out, and there's people that are just like, "I'm too busy," or, "Oh, that makes me nervous." So I, I walk. I mean, that's cool if if it makes you nervous, but yeah, you know, like or, if it was you, would you want everybody else just to, you know, split yeah. in two and walk around you? Right. No. Right. No. Of course you wouldn't. You'd want someone yeah. to help you. You'd be amazed what you can do when the time comes. Trust me. Mm -hmm. I guarantee it. I have much worse stories that I will not ever share on here, but uh, yeah. You'd be amazed what you're capable of. That's your lesson for today. Yeah. So we should uh, call it. And we haven't done any monsters recently because I don't think I really have the energy to build any up I right now. I don't either. I don't either, man. I'm just not. It's. It, I'm not feeling it because, you know, it kind I thought it was like we did it humorously. And then it, somewhere along the line, some of it became more serious. And I don't like to think about that kind of shit. So I'm yeah. going to officially put out the monster of the week to pasture where it can gracefully grow old and die on its own thank you i agree yes. with you I, it to me it's just a, fo a fixation on negativity that i don't need but song of the week fucking stays forever fuck yeah because it has it has already made me look uh at spotify and go through and listen to shit that i've never listened to before mm -hmm. and so it's broadened my horizons i like that i've been listening to a lot more um um old country and stuff like that that i that i've never listened to before so i dig that kind of stuff and some a lot of blues stuff that i haven't heard before i know these are genres that i'm known to have listened to but it leads to other things it does yeah so even a little bit of electronica from the uh, 80s and stuff, which mm -hmm. is awesome. But uh, I'd love to sit here, talk about this longer, but uh, I just looked at the clock and we are out of time. So that's going to have to be a story for another time. Thanks for joining us for Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you, like just, this was such a wholesome episode. Like we didn't really swear at each other. No. 
nothing nothing gross nothing no. like urethral okay. sounding or farts or poop or poop anything like or that Joe Rogan. none of it no, yeah. none of that stuff so you're, you're welcome that that's our gift that's what we gave to you this week a very very clean wholesome not necessarily family friendly but uh you know more uh more sfw than usual an acceptable podcast there you go that should be the title of the episode every now and again podcast. you'll get one don't expect it next time <laughs> <laughs> bye yeah.